Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Photographic Memories, where we discuss the untold stories behind the images that I restore. Hey, this is Amy Trerick with Revision Photo Restoration and Heirloom Imagery. Thank you for joining us on our pilot episode of our podcast. I have Bill Range here with me today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me and sharing the story behind the image. Let's get started. So, Bill, tell me a little bit about you, about your family history. Are you from Waco originally? Um, my family relocated from Dallas area down to Marlin uh, in 1955 and built a house, bought a farm, and I grew up there. I went off and did life, retirement, and living back on the farm I grew up on. That's awesome. Huh. My parents live in Marlin as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, okay, so the picture that you brought to me, that was of your mother, correct? Right, correct. Okay, so why is that picture so important to you? What made you decide, like, this is something I need to get restored? Well, um, in August of 22, my mother passed away. Uh, so she was age 96 and a half. Wow. And naturally, I wanted to find things that needed preservation. Mm -hmm. There was a, a picture that I always enjoyed, and it was in a, a bedroom that was sort of closed off and was storage. And this picture was an in interesting pose. She was sitting in a chair that we still have, um, but the photo was badly damaged. It was had a tear that went all the way, almost all the way through. Mm -hmm. There were yeah. water stains. I don't know all the history on, but it didn't have any kind of a protective covering like glass or plastic, like some, some, mm -hmm. it does now that it's yes. been restored. <laughs> so Amy took this, this very tired image that needed a lot of work and just covered some of the outer part that was not really, it's just sort of the background and uh, gave it a lot more depth. Uh, the image sort of yeah, like a jumps vignette. out at mm -hmm. you now yeah. and um, just did a fantastic job of restoring it and, and also got a uh, plastic cover or glass. I'm not sure which. The bubble glass. Right. Yeah. It's glass. glass. Yeah. It's custom made. Mm -hmm. So that was that in itself was a good measure because that'll restore it for years and years. Yes, to come. absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing with pictures is, you know, light and moisture, those are your biggest enemies. And luckily that one hadn't been in the light too much. It didn't seem like, cause it wasn't super faded. You know, sometimes I get them that they're really faded to where you can hardly see an image, but, uh, that one, it, it was a challenge, <laughs> but I enjoy a challenge and, you know, it's, it's so satisfying for me whenever somebody brings me something, especially it's 
that old that means some so much to them, you know, right. and I'm, I'm so sorry for, for your loss um, of your mom, but I'm so glad that you brought it to me and I was able to, to bring new life into it so that, you know, future generations in your family will have this photo because right. otherwise, you know, it's going to continue to deteriorate, you know, right. once they get that moisture in there, it's just going to, you know, keep kind of eating away at it. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be hanging on the wall now. And, and that was, that was, um, a way for me to honor her, Absolutely. her lifetime and her legacy. Mm -hmm. She taught school for many years. I, around Marlin, I always talk to people about the range, and and uh, she taught twenty five years. Wow! And uh, she taught me and my brother as well. Really, there, that's there was cool. only one choice, and okay. um, just to look at the at the two pictures side by side. Right, because you had two. One was like her her standing in that chair, and the other was her like sitting. Well, but I'm talking about the the before and the oh, after. Oh, okay. Of the, of the gotcha. one that you restored. The one that I restored. I got it. It okay. was there was such a remarkable difference. Uh, it was just moving. Oh, I'm so glad that you feel that way. You know, as yeah, a it really was as an artist. You know, I. I'm always nervous whenever I restore something and people see it for the first time. I'm nervous slash excited. You know, it's like a, a happy anxiety. It's my favorite part because just getting to see the expressions, oftentimes it's really emotional for people. Um, and, you know, me being an artist, I, I see all the little tiny imperfections. Right. And, you know, when you look at something for hours upon hours, it's like, oh, you know, I could have done more. I could have done, you know, but I give every restoration that I do my all. Um, and I was so glad that, you know, like when I, you see it in a different light than I do, you see it as your mother and honoring her memory. And I right. see it as like, this is a, you know, something that I've put time and effort into, but I think at some point you kind of start to see it as like digital art versus, you know, the person in the image, which is, you know, right. a big part of why I want to do this podcast, because meeting with my clients, um, you know, the other favorite part of what I do is getting to talk to my clients, getting to hear their stories. And some of them have just the coolest stories behind these images. And I just feel like those stories need to be told and that, you know, yeah, and we can honor her memory in other ways. I, I think the, the time that I put the two pictures the before and the after mm -hmm. side by side. I'm pretty sure I teared up. Yeah. I think. I believe I did. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that's really, um, yeah, that's an emotional thing. Very and profound. Good. I mean, that's not good, good that you're crying, but, you know, good that it means so much. And, you know, it's something that, unfortunately, these younger generations don't really have a deep appreciation for yet. But it's really it's humbling true. when you think about, I mean, you get three generations back and you start to not know who these people are in these pictures, you know, right. and we're going to be no different other than we're not, I mean, we're the most documented generation in history. Um, but yet it's all digital for the most part, you know, so we're not going to have these heirlooms to to pass down unless we're right. proactive about it and you know start really instilling the importance of these things because i mean every person i've ever met that i tell them what i do they're like oh i have all these old pictures i mean i i don't know a person that doesn't and if they don't it's probably something happened 
it was catastrophic that they lost them right. and they regret it. You know, my, um, my mom passed whenever I was a baby. So pictures are all I've ever had of her. And that's a huge, huge reason why I do this podcast. And not only that, why I chose the line of work that I'm in, because even at four years old, you know, when I was trying to process, like, what do you mean? This is all I have left of my mom. I don't even know her. And I was looking at this picture of her holding me as a baby and something just clicked in me. And I was like, pictures are so important yes, they are. and I'm so glad that I have this. And so it's, I guess you could call that my origin story because it's really just fueled my passion in life and made me appreciative of the people that are in my life, you know, cause no, no day is guaranteed. And right. you know, it's the same goes with the, with the pictures, you know, I mean, something could have happened to that picture and you'd have regretted it forever. And yeah. now you have it. And you have a copy of it and a digital copy as well. And you have something to share with your children now. Yes. And yeah. tell them sort of the living history behind that picture. Yeah. And who that is, who that that was to you and to them. Dang, it'll make me cry. <laughs> yeah. So we talk about her um, like she's a part of the family still, you know, Grandma Vicky and um my youngest, especially, she loves doing photo editing. She's my little mini photographer, and she loves practicing um, colorizing and restoring a picture of my mom. She begs me. She's like, can I work on the picture of Grandma Vicky?" And it just means so much to me that, oh. to see her sitting there working on this and kind of being really passionate about, like, I want to make this look the best that it can. And I know that, you know, one day she's going to do amazing things. And, you know, both my girls are so smart, so creative. Um, but, uh, I want to hear more about, um, so how did, we're going to shift gears here. So how did you hear about me and revision photo restoration? <laughs> I'm always well, curious. <laughs> I'm laughing because it was so simple. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> I picked up my phone and, and I thought, I wonder if there's anyone in Waco or the area that does photo restoration. Mm -hmm. So I Googled photo restoration and yours Pop, popped, popped up. Popped right up. Yeah, there's not many and, of us. <laughs> and the name of the business, I thought, oh, this this is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I yeah. made one phone call and that's all it took. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I got to meet you and we've kind of become friends, you know, through this process. And, and I've met your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And Marlon. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. You sure did. That was, that's really cool that we have that connection there. You know, I'm not originally from this area either. It's just so funny that we both kind of ended up in, right. you know, that area. Um, but yeah, the way that I named my business was revision photo restoration. I put that in the name so that people know immediately what it is, you know, because there are some photographers that offer it as a side service, um, but nobody here that I know of that specializes in it because right. most of my photographer friends hate doing restorations. They're tedious, they're time consuming, um, and it's you really, I think there must just be something about me that is just drawn to them. Maybe it's just that origin story that I have that right. fuels it. But, um, you know, I, I love what I do. I mean, of course, a lot of it is running a business, but, um, so how did, I'm curious, how did you end up with the photo? Was it just still in it the was, family farm? It was still in the house. Uh -huh. It was in 
uh, a back bedroom that was being used primarily as storage. The door stayed shut, so it was it was uh, affected by the the highs and the lows of temperature swing. Right. Very, yeah, because y'all probably had that shut off to the yeah. yeah. So it it got very hot in there. It's it's a, a, a wonder that it survived to the extent it did mm. where it could be restored. Well, I'm really glad that you brought it to me. Um, so I want to hear more um, about your mom. Like, what did she teach? What did She taught math. And um, she also, after she taught 25 years uh, in Marlin schools, math in eighth grade, mm-hmm. then she uh, worked at my brother's veterinary clinic, Marlin. And uh, was also a UPS shipping agency agent. So wow. if you were <laughs> sending a package out, uh, you drop it off there. And she just she just loved being around people. Yeah. And loved to talk. And, well, if you're uh, a teacher, yeah, I mean, you yeah. kind of surround yourself with people all the time. And and there were there's tons of people around Marlin that say. I, I tell them my name. They said, oh, Ms. Range. Oh, that's so, so I said, yep, that's my mother. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I wish I could have met her. Um, I met right. you right after her passing or pretty close to that time. Um, so, of course, it was still a very emotional thing for you. And, it, you know, it, it probably will be. I mean, my mom has been gone right. since 1986. And well, the, I've never known her. And it's still emotional for me. It's our it's our mom, yeah. you know. it's You know, something I'd like to throw out is... Don't wait until they're gone to to make these efforts. I'm sure every family out there, any history at all, has a treasure. Mm -hmm. And they sort of take it for granted until that loved one is gone. Right. Um, I'd say work on those things so they're kept in a way that they'll last for another 30 or 40 years. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's something people only ever regret not doing you know i've never had a single person be like god i wish i hadn't have invested in you know my family history and preserving that um it's just something that you know it's maybe it is taken for granted but also you know life is just all all consuming you know and you're like it's one of those things that like you said isn't a priority until something happens like the passing of your mom and you you look at that picture differently Right. Um, and it reminds me, um, I don't, I think the quote is anonymous. I don't know who it's by, but there's a quote that I absolutely love and it gives me chills every time. And it's, um, if you don't think photos are important, wait until they're all you have left. Right. Yeah. And it's, that's basically explains my whole life, <laughs> you know, cause photos are all I've ever had left. And so that's why they're so important to me. And, you know, I'm no different than anybody else out there. I've got the boxes of photos that need to be digitized and, you know, all, all you can do is just kind of gradually work on that. You know, that's also a service that I offer. Um, if people want to not even just have restorations done, just have stuff digitized because we all have those boxes of prints right. that, you know, what what do you do with those? <laughs> you, you pass them around to the family and let them kind of go through them and digitize what you want to keep. And and a fire can change everything absolutely. in just a few moments. Yes. And then it's gone and you can't, can't bring it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was, 
Yeah, I don't even want to think about it, but there were pictures whenever I was um, in middle school. You know, I would constantly go through photo albums of my mom because that was my connection. And there were some pictures that were my favorites. They were like Polaroids from like the 70s, you know, and her and my dad met and they were all young and carefree. And, um, you know, I took those pictures out of the album. It hurts me to even say this. So I took them out and I carried them with me and a binder at school so that I could look at them whenever I wanted to. Well, something happened to that binder and those pictures are gone. And it, I, I'm just sick about it to this day. I've looked, you know, like, I don't know what happened to them. I just never, it's like they just disappeared one day. I don't know. Um, so it's, you know, I think about that, but luckily, you know, I have the memories of them and I, I have other pictures of her, of course, but, um, you know, at that age, you just don't understand that. I mean, I knew they were important, but I didn't understand like the risk I was taking in hauling them. And of course, my dad was like, don't take pictures out of the albums. And I, you know, I would like sneak them out because I wanted my mom with me. And anyways. Um, okay. So we've talked about your mom a little bit. Um, she sounds like she was a really well-loved person in, in her community. And it kind of seems to me, you know, just that now that I'm getting to know you, that you're kind of starting to fill in those shoes a bit of her. <laughs> and, you know, like I know my parents, when they met you, they just adored you. And, you know, there's going to be a, a whole generation that's like, oh, Mr. Mr. Bill Range. And, you know, it's I think that's really cool that, um, you know, she, I know that she would be so proud of you. I know you're retired now, right? Um, Semi-retired, right? And Yes. <laughs> I know. I'll give you a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, re retirement starts out kind of dull and mm -hmm. start things start finding you, um, things that you're interested in doing, uh, community level things that can help out community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I did a little, I uh, had a class of 4-H kids last, uh, last spring and taught them how to make pickles. Oh yeah, that's so right. That you was, had the uh, newspaper article yes. that um, I kind of reworked for you so that you could yes. frame it yes. with just the relevant information in there. Um, so you got to tell us the name. I love the name. Uh, Bill's Dills. That's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Bill's Dills. Are you still doing that? Is that? I still have some available in, in case you're interested. I'm very interested. <laughs> I love pickles. <laughs> I definitely would um, appreciate having a jar to try out. Um, and so you're semi-retired and you were um, telling me um, last time we talked that we're, um, so you're from Arizona originally, is that right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm originally from, from Marlin, but I worked for um, 13 and a half years in New Mexico. Okay. Uh, yeah. I knew there the, was something with, yeah, out West. With the 911 program. Uh, and it was about the finances of uh, the surcharge coming into a fund and doing grant agreements back out to the 911 centers all over the state. And uh, that was quite demanding and um, mm -hmm. it sort of wore me out. And <laughs> I, yeah. You know, when I retired, I thought, okay, I'm not ever going to work again. And, and after a while, you start finding little things to do and getting ideas. And, yeah, body and, in motion stays in motion. Yeah, <laughs> you can't so, stop. You got to um, keep going. So. You know, I've, I'm doing things I never would have guessed I'd be doing. 
Yeah. But it's it's more fulfilling. And um, this just like this, this photo thing, it's just so nice to be able to look at her picture hanging on the wall next to a picture of my mom and dad in, in much later years. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice. The living in the house that I grew up in too is it's just like closing your eyes and going back in time yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been nice living living out there and no no neighbors right up against me or anything. We have a that know, sounds decent size piece yeah. of land and but it's beautiful. It's been in the family since 1955. That's so cool. You know. It doesn't sound like 1955 is that long ago, you know, but, you know, it's, it's getting back there and, uh, you know, it just, it's amazing that that photo has survived as long as it did. Um, cause I'm assuming, you know, it obviously had existed before, you know, y'all had that property or before your family had that property. Yes. Because mother was a little girl. She was probably like three or four. Three or four. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, and she, uh, she lost her mother uh, when she was, I believe, eleven, oh, and um, part of sad. the part of the part of the whole body of work that Amy did was take a picture of my grandmother that I never knew because she died long before I was born, and um, just cleaned it up, cleaned up the uh, the, the frame, uh, and. I just cherish that picture a lot because that's the grandmother I never knew. Yeah. Gosh, I, yeah, I remember that one. That was and it beautiful. Was a, it, it was, was a hand painted. It wasn't a photograph, I don't believe. I think it it's was, yeah. So that or, process, it's a hybrid process. So back then, the cameras yielded a really faint image. So they would have. Um, it was kind of like an upsell. They would charge an artist fee. Um, and somebody would go in and yes, hand paint. So that's why it it kind of looks like a photograph, but it also looks like a painting because it right. really is truly both. Um, but it was honestly in better shape than the one of your mom because it was under glass yes. and it was in a frame and it was yes. sealed up. Um, yeah. And so we kind of revamped that and cleaned it up. And I, I think maybe we replaced the back on it so that it had a good seal right. on it. Right. Um, and of course, new hanging wires because, you know, you can preserve something all you want, but if the hanging uh, mechanism is faulty, then, you know, you're at risk for it dropping. And those older pictures are extremely brittle. Um, everyone right. that comes to me is usually got missing pieces or is cracked in right. some way. Um, I had a picture of my mother <clears throat> that fell from the wall when I lived in Santa Fe. Yep. Um, and I was in the room and I, my heart skipped a beat. Yeah. I mean, I just... I was afraid it was ruined, and it was not, thankfully. But um, you know, just another reason to protect and preserve those old treasures uh, while you still have them. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, is there anything with your mom? Like, take me back. Okay. So you live in that house now. That you grew up in. So what is one of your, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> what is one of your favorite memories with your mom growing up? Did y'all have anything special that y'all used to do together? Or it could be, I, I'm just, well, I guess I'm jealous because I don't have any memories of my mom. So I just. A, here's a sort of an isolated memory. And I don't know exactly what year this was, but 
She took me to see a James Bond movie when I was about eight years old. Oh, I think so it may have been Thunderball. And, you know, she just did it because she knew that I would love that. Um, I think she thought it was a little bit risque. Yeah, I mean, what little boy doesn't but, love James Bond? Oh, I, I, I just, it stands out in my memory of something that she did for me that I always... Yeah, it was clearly for you. It wasn't her yeah, cup of tea, right, but right. it was like, I know, right. I know little William. What did she call you? Was it Bill? Bill. Bill. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she, she knew that her Bill would enjoy that. Right. And, you know, it's funny right. how the, the small things just really stick out in our, in our memories. You know, it could be the most insignificant, mundane day-to-day -day event. And right. somehow these memories just stick it can right. be a smell it could be a sound a song that she used to listen to you know there's things that are of course going to constantly remind you i think i have another one um and this sort of points to her strong will when i was in high school well or she taught eighth grade so you know i'd bring homework home and mm -hmm. i'd have trouble with it just like any any kid would and I'd ask her for help. She'd just have a stern look on her face and shake her head no. <laughs> and she said, figure it out on your own. So uh, my brother and I had to figure out a lot on our own without her help. Meanwhile, she's taking phone calls from students with the same problem. But right. They got an answer, and, and we didn't because she didn't want us to just have the answer. Right. She wanted us to understand she believed to, in you how to get to the answer. Yes. And at the time, I'm sure it was frustrating for you because you're like, it was. Well, yeah, you're like, what in the world? You know, but looking back, um, I would imagine um that it's probably, you know, you you see it differently, like, oh, she yes. she believed in me. She wanted me to be able to be a problem solver in this world. And, you know, that mentality is I'm sure taking you really far in life. So, you know. It's things like that that we look back at our, our childhood and it's like you don't understand right. some of the reasons that our family, our guardians do the things that they do. Right. Um, and, you know, parents, parents are human, too. And, you know, that's one thing as a as a parent um, that we we learn. Do you have kids of your own? Yes, I have one son. One son. And one grandson. Oh, nice. How um, how old are they? Where do they live? Um, my Son Colton is 33, and his son Owen is seven. Just had his birthday about a week ago. Wow. So he is almost that age where your mom took you to see James Bond. Have you thought about that? I have not in that way. Yeah. But I try to do things with my grandson yeah. when so, he comes up to, mm -hmm. to visit. Yeah, and he's going to have those core memories with you and... With Colton and you know that's really cool. Do do you get to see them very often? Do they live close by? They live in Georgetown, so it's it's not a it's not far. Not too I, far. I see them yeah. fairly often. Probably would like it to be more often, but right, of course, yeah. They're busy. You know, he's in my grandson's in first grade, and um, son has a business, a plumbing business, putting in water softening system, and um, they're. Sounds doing like they're doing fine. good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one day um, you may or may not be around for it. Uh, this is kind of an emotional thought, but 
one day, uh, what is your grandson's name? Owen. Owen. Okay. I'm sorry if you said that. Um, one day, Owen's going to lay eyes on that picture of your mom that has been restored and have that same feeling that you had looking at that right. picture of your grandma, you know, and just, it's going to mean a lot to him. And so it's, I'm so glad that we, I, I love what I do. I can't say that enough, but I'm so glad that I met you. And I'm so glad we were able to save that memory for your family. Well, it's, it's, um, in a way it's more than that. It's kind of going out on my own here. Um, it just sort of helps fill a gap that you may not even realize is there mm -hmm. in your mind of, and the, as you go through the grieving process and, just to be able to look at a picture is very reassuring. It is. Yeah, I can and speak firsthand on um, that. Yeah. I've, I've worn it out looking at it. Well, that's what, that's what it's all about, and that's what it's there for. And that's why, you know, at that time, you know, when she was little, I mean, pictures were expensive, you know, and it's, right. it was an investment. And especially at that age, um, it's really rare to have a picture especially of like when I say at that age, when her age, so being like three or four, um, it's pretty rare to have an image that they sat perfectly still for. And, you know, she's just got this huge beaming smile and it's just, you can't help but smile when you look at it. And, you know, it's, it's cool in the fact that it's also rare because a lot of people didn't take pictures of, you know, kind of, I guess, toddler type ages back then because they were so fidgety. And um, so it's, it's really neat that you have that. And it's a really clear image. Right. Yeah. We still have the chair that she was. Yeah. You said that. Too. And yeah, I wanted to uh, comment on that. I think that's really cool. And we, ha we also have a rocking chair. I don't, it's okay. I don't have a, a, a picture of, you know, my mom sitting in it, but we do have a rocking chair that has been passed down in my family and I've restored the chair. And, uh, yeah, it's really neat that you have those heirlooms, not just the pictures, but right. the items, the, the tangible things that you can touch and feel and experience. The connections. Yes, exactly. The it's just like a multifaceted way of connecting with this person. They right. say time travel's not real, but yet pictures are kind of, in my mind, like a, a source of that because you can look back and things you wouldn't necessarily remember and it takes you back in a way, right. you know, like at least mentally. Um, I'm going to pause. Let me see. Okay. So we've talked about you. We've talked about your mom. Um, is there anything about your dad you want to share about their relationship or? You know, my, my mother and my dad had very different personalities. Um, kind of an opposites I'm, attract. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my personality is much more like my mother's than my dad. Um, my dad was kind of quiet, but uh, when he spoke, meant what he said. And you listened. And we listened. <laughs> yeah, of course. My, my uncle pointed out that um, if we were starting to act up, all my dad would, ha would have to say is, now men. <laughs> men, I love that. <laughs> and um, we knew we better straighten up. Or the belt was coming off next. Yeah, different times back then, but yeah. So he saw y'all as the men that you could be. <laughs> and it's like, Suppose. hey, just, yeah, you got to remember that. I remember one time he, he made me change the uh, 
water pump on my car because I, I just didn't want to, you know, I just wanted it to be fixed. So yeah. I had to get under the car and let all that dirt fall in my face <laughs> and try to, you know, try to get the wrench on the, it wasn't easy, but it was kind of like mother saying, you figure it out on your own. Yeah, exactly. He that wanted was... me to learn. Mm -hmm. And that was how, that was his way of, Right. he didn't show me how. He said, here's a wrench, get on there and take that water pump off and put the new one on. Yeah. I mean, he knew one day he's not going to be there to, to walk right. you through it. And right. um, is your dad still No, he, with you? he passed away back in 92. Two or three. Okay, so that's been a while. Um, it was ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's funny how it doesn't matter how much time passes that you know you still feel those memories and those things. And you know, with me, it was different with my mom because I didn't have that moment of like, oh, I've lost my mom, and there was no like one moment of like where grief could start. It was just a very complicated grief that um, I've just kind of carried throughout my life and had to kind of work through on my own and process. And, you know, pictures have been very cathartic for me and have right. really helped me in that process. This makes me think of a, a picture of my dad and myself. It was the day I graduated from high school. I had my cap and gown on and went outside to, to get a picture. And somehow that loose photograph was sort of floating around the house. I, I'd seen it several times and I thought, okay, I've got to put this in a frame or it's just going to end up. Oh, I, I, that may be your next piece of work. Yes, please. I'd love to um, see it. I've because, never seen your dad. So. Well, it, uh, when people are standing, you can kind of get an idea of the differences in height mm -hmm. and, and we were, I think, about the same height. I might have been a tiny bit taller, but that's also a treasured picture that I, I need to get restored. Right, and well, um, you did good by putting it in a frame. That's that's the first step. So it was already fairly kind of faded. Um, so what about what? Well, you should know what year that is, right? You it graduated nineteen seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. Yeah. And pictures from that time period, you know, they were trying different photographic processes, different um, chemicals. So, of course, you know, they have that nostalgic kind of red quality, right. typically. I don't know what yours looks like, but. Um, I think it's black and white. Is it black and white? Okay, yeah. It so it could be. Yeah, because it was kind of hit or miss back then, you know. But the, the contrast on those old black and white photos, it's not, it's not a high contrast. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of flat. Right. Um, and we can increase that for sure. And, right. you know, there's sometimes, you know, whenever I work on pictures for people and I do some adjustments, like even if it's minor, you know, a lot of times I'll have people be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that detail before. You know, they'll see something that they haven't even seen. Right. Like, oh, I didn't even know there was one. It was like a group photo in front of a house. And whenever I messed with it a little bit in the background there was somebody peeking around the side of the house that you couldn't really see before and of course we printed it a little larger too which helped um because you could see more you know of the image you know and uh it was just really cool he was like oh my gosh that's that's my cousin or whatever you know he didn't all this time he's been looking at this picture and had no clue there was a photo bomber in the background and it's just it made it just that much more fun and that you know knowing that his family was just being carefree and it's just that moment in time that's captured right. that we want to preserve.
Um, well, I guess we should probably wrap this up. Is there anything else you would like to add about anything at all? Well, um, again, I, I'll just restate what I stated earlier. I'm sure every family out there, unless you've had a catastrophic fire or something, mm -hmm. there are there are images that you have, and, and just go through them and and pick out the ones you want to preserve. Now, it's, it's probably a lot to wrap your arms around to think I'm going to get them all done and digitized and all that. Just go step at a time. Do what's most important first, right. I would say. Mm -hmm. And then, then start working on the next batch and try, try not to do it all at once. It's overwhelming uh, for sure. Yeah, it's completely overwhelming. I think of all the pictures I've looked at just since I've, move back yeah. and it's overwhelming house. physically as well as it mentally is. and emotionally because you know you can't just look at a picture and be like you you process it each right. image you're going to look at it and process and you're going to have like a memory that flicks on or if it's not you know something in your memory it's like oh i wonder who this is you know so it's it's very mentally draining um but yes your advice is exactly correct and exactly what i tell people just chip away at it um Yes, get the ones that are important to you, but also the oldest first, typically, because those are going to be the ones that um, are at the most risk. Um, but yeah, I mean, just getting them digitized. I mean, even if um, people just take a picture with their cell phone, you know, because I mean, back when I was a kid, those obviously cell phone pictures weren't a thing. I'd have had a million copies of, you know, I'd have been taking pictures of these pictures, um, you know, because I've had people that come to me and something happened to the original and they just happened to take a picture of that um, with a phone or with a digital camera. And I'm able to, you know, it's not ideal, but, you know, we can work with that and at least you have something. Um, right. So I just really, really encourage people to do that. And especially with the holidays coming up, um, not just about the pictures, but I mean, just sit down with your family what, and what go a, through pictures. What a wonderful holiday gift idea. Exactly. And, yeah. and make it a surprise. Yes, absolutely. Um, surprise your grandmother or your mother or your, or your grandson. Yeah. Son. Um, Find find the that that image that you think might light them up best, and uh, get it worked on. And there's time still before Christmas. Yes, or before the next birthday, or, or whatever the next event is. But start start working on it. It may seem to be sort of an insurmountable job, but just take the ones that are they're most at risk. You know, if they're fading, you know, catch them before they're gone. Yeah, it's kind of a common misconception, actually, that um, it's easier for me to fix pictures that are broken and cracked and in pieces than it is to bring something back that is faded on the brink of not even being visible sometimes. You know, that's, right. that's some of the hardest stuff that I work with. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I have people that um, they'll go home like or go see their family at Thanksgiving and they'll sneak a picture like they'll kind of steal the picture, you know, temporarily and they bring it to me and I'll go ahead and get that scanned so they can like get it back 
in place before before, <laughs> before they, they notice. Yeah. Oh. And uh yeah. and then as Christmas rolls around, um all of a sudden they're opening this restored um and now archival quality image. And it's such a thoughtful personal gift that you can't buy on Amazon or, you know, in any of these big name stores that yeah, it does take some effort and some time, but that's what it's about. Showing well, and, people you and care. sometimes think, what could I get? Let's say a grandmother, an older person. Mm-hmm. What could I get that they don't already have? Memories. You know, uh, <laughs> bring back a, a memory that will just light up their heart and everyone will be happy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and memories, especially as people age, you know, it's, um, I'll be... I, I try to align myself with the um, shifting gears again here, but there's a, the Waco Alzheimer's Association. They do a walk every, uh, I think it's in October, um, to help raise funds. And they do things throughout the year. But um, I think it just makes sense to align my business with preserving physical memories as well as these photographic memories, which is exactly why I named this podcast what I did. Um, because it goes hand in hand. And sometimes these pictures can be the spark that an aging parent needs to remember that moment. And it's so precious, especially as we get older and we're kind of faced with our own mortality that, you know, seeing them light up like that, that's what it's all about. And then it, it's kind of the snowball effect because then you have this memory of that. Right. That picture has this new layer of, yes, the picture is great, but also the way that my mom lit up when she saw this or the way that grandpa teared up and, you know, remembering Aunt Ethel or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's just the biggest um, struggle that I have with this business, it's not that there's not a need for it. It's that it takes time and effort and motivation to, to go through those things and, you know, take the steps to, to getting that process started. But there are things that people can do on their own. Like I said, with a cell phone or a scanner at home, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be just something, but of course the ones that are really important, we need to get those reprinted and, um, in frames for sure. Well, Bill, it's been so wonderful speaking with you today. It's always such an honor to get to restore photos and make a living doing what I'm passionate about. And that would not be possible without amazing clients like you. And I I hesitate to even call you a client because I consider you a friend at this point. But uh, so thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Mm Hey, thanks for joining me on Photographic Memories. To see the images we discussed in this episode or any of the photos I've restored, go to revisionphotorestoration.com or find us on Facebook at Revision Photo Restoration or on Instagram at Revision Photo. You can find Photographic Memories anywhere you get your podcasts or on roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.